0: Alright, alright, okay, okay, what's up everybody, it's LJ Talks Facts right here, gonna spit some facts, like always, of course. Uh, like I did say, bar any sports news, I was gonna make an episode, so we got some sports news to talk about right here. We got some baseball, we got some basketball, and we got some football, so we got three out of the four major sports right here. Yes, Max Kellerman Hockey is one of the four major sports, cocksucker, just saying. But, you know, actually, no, we'll talk some hockey as well. Fuck it. Yeah, well, Let's let's just talk about some sports right here. All four of the sports right here. All four of the major sports. Let's just do that because there is some hockey news I'd like to talk about as well. Let's, uh, what should we start with? We'll start with hockey then. We'll start with hockey. We'll start with the two moves that have happened recently. Uh, we saw Derek Stefan got traded to the Ottawa Senators... Let me get all the details. It's actually a really beautiful day out here today. I got my fucking short jacket on right here. It's actually really nice out today here in New York. Not going to lie. It's very beautiful. So Derek Stefan got traded to the Ottawa Senators for a draft pick. So the second round pick in the 2021 NHL draft. So Stefan was 30 years old. He's going to be 31 in June of next year. You know, I've always felt like he was a solid player. He was great on the Rangers, you know, with the Coyotes, you know. He was okay for the Coyotes. He was very solid. For the Rangers, I always felt like he was good. He was a good piece for them. He was a good hockey player. You know, I got I got a lot of respect for Stefan. You know, Ottawa, in my opinion, I'm going to say it right now, don't sleep on the Senators because, you know, they got a lot of good young players. You know, he added a nice piece like Stefan. You know, Matt Murray who signed a four-year deal right there after he got traded to Ottawa from the Penguins. I'm still kind of baffled in how the Penguins traded him away. It was pretty crazy. But I feel like I feel like Murray is going to be good for Ottawa, and they're going to be a team that's going to get slept on a lot. They really are. But I like the move right here getting Stefan, You know, I like it. I think it's good. I think it's going to help them out a little bit, you know. He's not that old. He's only 30 years old. He's not that old right here. You know, he hasn't had a 20-goal season in a while, but I feel like he'll be a nice piece for them. I think it's good. We'll see how he turns out. And the other move that happened was actually uh, today. Derek Brassard signed with the Arizona Coyotes a one-year deal. The 33-year-old signed a one-year deal with the Arizona Coyotes. I mean, that was kind of tough losing him right there. That was kind of tough. So he signed a one year deal with the coyotes, you know, Broussard, you know, before he joined the Islanders, you know, or when he joined the Islanders, I really didn't know what to think of him. To be honest, I was kind of like, all right, he'll be a, a, you know, he'll be a piece for us. Will he be good? He started off kind of slow. Then he had like, what, like a six or seven game goal streak. And then he really went ice cold for a while. Like, yeah, he or not for a while. For a long time, he wasn't scoring anything. He was was mostly like a ghost for the Islanders in a way. Until the playoffs, he actually played pretty good in the playoffs. I'm not going to lie right there. Against Philadelphia, he played really good. I'll admit that right there. He actually did show up in the playoffs. But in the regular season, other than his, you know, late October, early November surge, that was all bizarre right there, you know. Throughout the rest of the season, he was just struggling a lot. He had that one bad penalty against the Rangers on January 16th. That cost of the game. they right there. Cryder scored the power play goal, and the Rangers won 3-2. to two. That was a game the Islanders probably should have won. But bad penalty right there in Broussard, and I was like, what the fuck was that? I mean, come on, dude. Seriously? I mean, I feel like he was okay for the Islanders. I thank him for his time here on the Island, you know, even though I'm, I don't live on the Island, but, you know, playing for the Islanders. <laughs> You know, he did show up in the playoffs against Philly, you know, or in the playoffs in general, he showed up. I felt like he was solid, he was good. He was, you know, he was good in the playoffs, you know. He had some good moments. You know, other than the regular season just not being that great, not that productive. He just he was mostly a ghost on the ice. He felt like a liability, like he's just there. It would have been nice to re-sign him. It would it would have been nice like a one-year deal cuz he's a good veteran. He brings a good veteran presence to the team. But he's going to Arizona, so now Arizona loses one veteran in Stefan, and now they get Brissard You know, the Coyotes, we'll see what they do. It's a solid move for them. It's a one-year deal. You know, we know Brissard wasn't going to be expensive wherever he was going to go if he, or if he was going to resign with the Islanders. You know, and speaking of the Islanders now, we know We know camps open up for them on January 3rd. That's on Sunday. It's this Sunday it's opening up. You know, I've heard that... There have been talks of, you know, Barzell with a contract extension. You know, a deal's not closed, but they've been talking. Barzell is going to return to the island, so he's not going to hold out, which is good. So hopefully a deal gets done before training camp on Sunday. It could happen. You know, Matt Martin's still a free agent. You know, I've got to re-sign him because then what are you going to do there? I mean, this team's going to look very different this year. They really didn't make any moves this offseason. They haven't done anything. They've actually done nothing. You know, they lost two defensemen. You know, they traded away Taves, which was not smart. Because then Boychuk retired the next month. But we didn't know that was going to happen. So now, I mean, you should resign Andy Green. He's still a free agent. Now, Noah Dobson, this is a huge year for him. It's his second season. It's going to be his first full season now with the team. I feel like he's going to break out, though, Dobson. He's going to have a good season. Even though it's not going to be... Well, it's not really a full season. It's 56 games. It's not a full 82. But... You know what I mean. I feel I feel like Dobson is going to really step up. I, like, again, I've mentioned plenty of times. I lo- I loved what I saw from him in Game 6 against the Lightning. I feel like he had some really good shifts out there. And he's going to be a stud. I like Dobson. He's going to be good. And I'm not one of these, you know, fans that hate the young players and everything. Well, Dobson's my age. He's, he's, I'm the exact same age as him. <laughs> I call him a kid. He's my age. But, no, seriously, and he's older than me by a few months. But, still, he's going to be good. He's going to be a good player. But we'll see what happens you know these two moves right here that happens a good move for Ottawa getting Stefan. and I think it's a good move for Arizona getting Broussard he'll be a nice presence there I think he'll, he'll do good and we'll see what happens we'll see how the Senators and Coyotes do I see the Senators could be a threat in a 56 game season they could be a threat anything's possible anything is possible in a 56 game season you know what I mean the Senators could make the playoffs they could you just never know they can get hot at the right moment right away same with the coyotes too. Like coyotes do I have much expect do I have much expectations for them? Uh, I-, I don't know. We'll see though. It- it's possible they can make the playoffs. We'll see though. We'll see. But these were two good moves right here. They, you know, it was. It really was. Alright, let's see. What should we talk about next? Uh let's see. We'll go with football. We'll go with football next, then we'll do. Then we'll do baseball. Actually, no, we'll do basketball, then baseball. We'll do that. How does that sound? We'll do football now. So the Washington football team released quarterback Dwayne Haskins. And let me just say this right here. And I'm going to be doing my NFL Week week 17 of the 2020 season tomorrow. I'm actually really hyped up right now because my Dallas Cowboys beat the Philadelphia Eagles last night. And Washington lost to Carolina. And also, you know, the Giants lost to Baltimore, which was good. That helps out a lot, too. So now it all comes down to this Sunday right here. If my Dallas Cowboys beat the Giants and if Washington loses to Philly, my Dallas Cowboys win the NFC's and they make the playoffs. So a 7-9 team is going to make the playoffs. Or it is possible the Giants might make the playoffs because if they beat us and if Washington loses to Philly, you'll see a 6-10 team in the playoffs because they swept Washington and Washington swept us. But we'll see what happens on Sunday we'll talk about we'll, we'll talk about that more tomorrow I'm pretty hyped up though you know it's we'll see though we'll see what happens we'll see what happens I know the Cowboys play at 1 o'clock into Giants on Sunday in Washington and Philly's game's not until 8 o'clock so we gotta only worry about our game we have to win our game because if we lose it's done then I won't even watch Washington and Philly if the Cowboys win obviously I'm gonna be watching that game I'm gonna be at the edge of my seat like fuck like here we go but no, Haskins getting released You know, part of me does feel bad for him But um, I feel a little bit bad for him Because he's still a kid He's in his second season right here And a lot of Giant fans want him But now I see Giant fans are like laughing That he got released y- Your quarterback's not any better Daniel Jones is not any better He's not He sucks Daniel Jones sucks Let me just tell you that right now. He sucks. He's not good. He's already showing that he's injury problems, Daniel Jones. So Eli, you know, I always compare him to Eli. Eli never got hurt throughout his career. Only missed one game because Ben McAdoo was brain dead. Well, he was brain dead most of the whole time he was coaching the Giants. He decided to bench him for Geno Smith. Like, what the fuck? And ruined his consecutive start streak that he had started, you know, when he first started in his career. I mean, come on. That's the most sign of disrespect. And I really felt bad for Eli because I respect Eli Manning. I really do. But back to Haskins, though. I do feel a little bit bad for him, but he did a lot of stupid things. He did a lot of stupid things. Not really following through with, you know, COVID protocols. And this was really stupid. I feel like they should have released him after this happened. After they lost to the Seahawks last week. He was at a strip club after the game. Well, he wasn't wearing a mask. Wasn't wearing a mask, you know, there either. So he's violating protocols for COVID. But two, what the fuck is wrong with you? You, you? you can go to a strip club after you win. Not after you lose. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? After a game like that, after they lost to Seattle, they only lost by five points. It was, what was it, 2015? They only lost by five. They had a chance to win that game. Right there, if they would have won, they would have locked up the NFC East. Same thing if they would have beaten Carolina yesterday. But they didn't do that. And Haskins really went to a strip club after they lost to Seattle. I felt like he should have been released right then and there. Even if there was no COVID at all, there was no protocol, there was none of that at all. Like, say, if there was none of that, I still feel like he should have been, he would still be, I feel like at that time, even if there was no COVID at all, no protocols, none of that, I would still call for his release. Because after a loss like that, you should be studying your ass off for the next game and get motivated to beat Carolina, who they should have beaten yesterday because McCaffrey didn't play. They really should have beaten Carolina. And they put in the back of what this, what's this guy's name? Taylor, whatever the hell his last name is. I'm like, fucking Haskins got bench right there. And they still lost, obviously. I was like, oh, my God. But in my opinion, Haskins, he deserved to get released. And I, I hate to say that about somebody losing their job, but you were being an idiot. You were being a fucking idiot right there. There's a reason why you went down in the draft. There had to be something going on. That's all I'm going to say. So you know what? He deserved to get released. You made stupid decisions, but you know what? You still have a second chance. You can have a second chance right here. We'll see what happens next year for him. Let's see if he ends up on a team. You know, there's going to be teams that they are going to need a quarterback... He'll probably have to try out. He probably won't get the starting job right away. There's going to be teams out there that need a quarterback. And maybe he'll get a second chance. And maybe he'll be able to redeem himself. Will he be able to? I think he has a chance to. I'm not going to like you know say, oh, he's going to redeem himself. He'll be fine. I'm not going to say that. That's false hope. We don't know. I'm not him. I'm not close to him. I don't know him personally. I do feel bad for him. But when you do stupid things, you deserve, what, you deserve it. You deserve to get released. I'm sorry to say, man. You deserved it. I would say that about anybody else. James Harden should get fucking traded from the Rockets. The Rockets should fucking release him. But I know there's a lot of money in that contract. Because look at all the shit that he's done. I mean, come on. He's really disrupted the Rockets. And, you know, like, you have a chance to win the NFC East and you're going to a strip club after the game. If you would have won, that's a different story. Go out and have fun. Okay, yeah, you're going to get fined. You're going to get fined. But I'd say, you know what, go out and celebrate. You, you won, you won the NFCs, but you didn't do that. After a bad loss like that, you should be studying your ass off 24-7 after that. Right, but still, you know what I mean, I'm sounding like an old school kind of coach, but that's the truth. When you're in crunch time later on in the season, you don't do stuff like that. And I get he's young and he made a mistake, I understand that. But come on, man. They should have beaten Seattle, and they should have beaten Carolina. If Alex Smith was playing, things would be different. Things would be absolutely different. There's a reason why he got benched. Haskins is not a good quarterback. And now fucking Stephen A is apologizing to the Giant fans, like, oh, I'm sorry for saying, you know, the Giants saying Daniel Jones over Haskins was the wrong decision. Well, I mean, Daniel Jones isn't any better. He's better than Haskins. But he's not any better, though. I'm just saying. He is better than Haskins. Though. I take him over Haskins. Obviously. But he's not any better. Can't beat any other team. He can't beat any other teams. That's all I'm saying. And he's already, got, he's already got injury problems. But with Haskins, though... I mean, listen. I hope he gets a second chance. I'm not, like, saying he shouldn't ever get a job again in the NFL. I'm not saying that at all. He, just, You know, he does deserve a second chance. Absolutely. Absolutely he deserves a second chance. And I hope that he gets it. I hope that he does redeem himself. Because listen, he was a first-round pick right here. He's going to go out as a bust if he doesn't fix himself. You know, I know he's still a kid and everything, but you can't be making those type of mistakes. You just can't. I know everybody's different. They're not going to be like everybody else, but they're not going to make mistakes like that. I feel for him. I do. But... When you do stupid things, you know, when you play stupid games, you're going to win stupid prizes. That's what happens. I was kind of surprised they released him. I was actually really surprised. I didn't think it was true. Washington's really falling apart. But they still have a chance to win the division. Because right now, you know, it's, they control their own destiny. You know, they're, they're, they're hoping that the Cowboys-Giants game ties. They're not rooting for anybody. Because if we win or if the Giants beat us... And then if Washington loses their game, either one of us, you know. Either one of us gets the NFC East. You know, I mostly feel bad for Ron Rivera and everything. You know, I really do. And I had to deal with that shit. It's a shame, and I feel bad for the teammates. I really do. But he did some self-hasking, so I have a little bit of sympathy for him, but You just can't make stupid mistakes like that. You just can't. You just can't. I know not everybody's the same. I know that. I know not everybody's going to think like me, but when you're in a situation where you have a chance to win the division right there, Washington hasn't won the division since 2015, the 2015 season, they had a really good chance to lock it up right there and get ready for the playoffs. And you'd be hosting hosting a playoff game and everything. Because we don't know if Alex Smith is going to play on Sunday because he's got the calf injury. So is he going to play against Philly? He... He's not going to be 100%. Even if he does play, he's not going to be 100%. They're probably going to just say he's questionable throughout the whole week. He's probably going to have to play now. And Alex Smith, you know, he's a veteran. I'm sure he's not going to sit out. He's going to play. Because I doubt this kid Taylor is going to play unless they sign another quarterback. Because there's the other guy that was on there as well, and he got hurt. So there's, you can't really sign anybody. Unless if you really give Haskins a second chance, but that's not going to happen. But we'll see. I mean, I don't know. if Most likely, Alex to he's going to have to play. And we know that he will. But we know he's not going to be 100%. We know Terry McLaurin didn't play yesterday, so that'll also hurt them as well because he's a pretty good receiver. He really is. He's pretty underrated, to be honest. I like him. He's good. But we'll see now what happens with Haskins. We'll see what happens. I was pretty shocked. But like I said, when you play stupid games, you're going to win stupid prizes. I feel for him. If I saw him right now, listen, I would say to him, listen, man, I know you're older than I am. You're a couple years older than me, but you made a mistake. You made a couple, you made a couple mistakes. And, you know, on the field, you know, you, you made a lot of mistakes on the field as well. So you really just got to fix yourself, you know, go into the offseason with a great mentality and say, you know what, I'm going to bounce back. A team's going to sign me. Most likely you're going to start off as a backup or you're going to have to earn the starting QB job. Work your ass off in training camp, and if there is a preseason next year, work your fucking tail off. Earn that job. Earn that starting QB job, because now you're starting off from the bottom now. I feel bad for him. I do. Part of me does. But when you keep doing stupid things, that's what's going to happen to you. It's going to bite you in the ass. But hopefully he bounces back. I'm not going to say he's going to bounce back. I Hopefully that he does. I'm ruined for him. I hope that he bounces back. I hope that He does. But we'll see, though. Now we'll see what happens with Washington now. That's going to... That might hurt them right there. Because you're going to have to force Alex Smith to play this game no matter what on Sunday. They should have the division locked up by now. Because if Alex Smith was playing, if he wasn't hurt against Seattle or Carolina, they would have won. They absolutely would have won. But now you're facing Philly right now, and you're most likely going to face Jalen Hurts. You know, even though despite getting beat by the Cowboys yesterday, he played a pretty good game despite throwing two interceptions... Despite throwing two interceptions, he still played a good game. And Philly's going to want to spoil Washington right there. You know, Philly's not going to go in there with a mentality of losing. It's on something like football. They're not going to go in there with a mentality and say, ah, we're going to go there to lose. No, they could spoil Washington's playoff chances. They don't give a shit. (laughs) They don't care. But hopefully Haskins does bounce back. You know, let's look at his stats, though, before... We move on. Let's look at stats before we move on to the next new the next thing, which will be uh, which will be basketball. Haskins is twenty three. Will be twenty four in May. He's very young still. He was a fifteenth pick in the twenty nineteen draft, so he's got twelve touchdowns and fourteen interceptions so far throughout his career. we'll look at his, we'll look at his statistics right now. So he had seven touchdowns and seven picks. Last year, in nine games, he started in seven of them. And this year, he played in seven games, started in six of them, had five touchdowns and seven picks. So he still had seven picks, and he had less touchdowns this year. He just didn't look good. So they said the move came after other reports of him making poor decisions and not meeting the team standards off the field. So it was off-the-field stuff. And we know on the field he wasn't doing good either. We know on the field he wasn't doing good either at all. But what are you gonna do? He wasn't doing good on the field and he would, you know he was doing stupid stuff off the field, so I feel for him. I hope that he balances back. He's 23, he's a young kid. Let's hope that he balances back. I hope that he does. But we'll see now how this affects Wash we'll see how this, you know, really affects Washington. Because we know Alex Smith's not gonna be 100 percent going into Sunday's game. We'll see. That we'll talk a little bit. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, when I do my week seventeen predictions for the twenty twenty NFL season. All right, on to basketball now. Talk about Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie is now out for the rest of the NBA season this year with a partially torn ACL. So this happened last night when the Nets played the Hornets. I saw Dinwiddie go down. I believe it was in the third quarter. Then he went down. I was hoping that it was nothing. I saw him limping. I'm like, oh, shit. Don't tell me that he's seriously hurt. I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And Then when he's out the rest of the season, now I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. In the third game of the season, and it was a rough loss for the Nets last night. Katie missed the game, tying shot, especially losing to Charlotte. It was like, oh, that one was a rough one. Tonight we know Katie and Kyrie aren't playing. they have doing load management, so this lineup's going to look completely different tonight against Memphis. We'll see. They'll probably beat Memphis. Just watch. You can't beat Charlotte with Katie and Kyrie, but without him against Memphis, they'll win. Just watch. It'll happen. But... Losing Spence now, and listen, I never really, I've never really been a Dinwiddie fan, in my opinion, even though, obviously, I'm a Nets fan. I've just never been, like, a Dinwiddie fan. You could say, oh, but he carried the team last year when... Kyrie was hurt. Obviously, when KD didn't play, and you know when Lavert went out, I'm like, yeah, I just never been a big fan of Dinwiddie. That's just how I am. I just never been a huge fan of him. I feel like he takes too many crazy shots. You know, he's always complaining. That's just that's just how I felt. That's just how I felt. I'm not the biggest Dinwiddie fan. I like him, obviously, because he plays for my team. He plays for one of my plays for my favorite team, my favorite basketball team. So obviously, I'm going to support him. I've just never been the biggest fan. I just feel like he complains too much, takes too many stupid shots. Shoots too many threes, too. He's not, a great, he's not a great three-point shooter. I feel like he's not really that clutch either, in my opinion. But I do feel bad for him, though. I am going to miss him. He, I like him on Twitter, though. I, I loved him when he, on Twitter. He is, like, the pet. He is, like, not petty. That's not the word. Um, nah, petty's definitely not the word. But, no, nah, he's just funny on Twitter. Like, he'll say whatever he wants. He doesn't give a shit. He's got like no filter on Twitter, which I love. That's what I love about him. And Spence is a good person. I know that for a fact. I know that he's a great fucking human being. I know that. I have just never been a big fan of him on the court. I just feel like you know with the way he plays his game, eh, just not a big fan. But I do hope that he gets better. I do hope that he gets better though, and we'll see him next season. I hope that he's still a net by next season. I hope so. I really do. I don't want to see him go because now losing him, he's a big piece on this team right here. Even though I was advocating for Lavert to be the starter, I didn't want it to happen this way. Absolutely not, because I've been advocating before even the season started that Lavert should be starting. It should be Kyrie, Lavert, Harris, Katie, and it should be Allen that should be starting, not Jordan, in my opinion. Like Jordan, uh, Jordan's getting on my nerves a little bit this year, to be honest. I know it's only, we're only going into the fourth game of the season tonight. Jordan's really getting on my nerves. I think Jared Allen should be the starter. But then you could say, "Oh, you don't want to ruin the rhythm? Like, oh, Allen's great off the bench. No, just have Jordan come off the bench, please. I think that'll help us out a little bit more if Jordan comes off the bench, like, please. Like, I get, I get why we signed Jordan, cause you know Katie and Kyrie wanted him. You know, and we'll see when Claxton comes back. Hopefully, he comes back soon, cause I feel like he's gonna be a huge part of this team when he comes back. I feel like he will be." You know, and Allen's really playing aggressive now. Because really, Allen wasn't playing that much aggressive the last couple of years. He's really, like, bulking up. He's played pretty aggressive so far. I think he should start over Jordan. And obviously, Levert's going to be in the starting lineup now. And obviously, this isn't the way I want Levert to get in the lineup. But, I mean, it when he got hurt against Boston, too. He hurt his shoulder, and I was like, shit. And then I tore his ACL last night. I was like, Fuck! When I saw this this morning, I was like, God damn it. I was like, I was hoping that it wasn't going to be bad. I was hoping, praying that this wasn't going to be bad. Now he's out the rest of the season. It's going to be rough now losing him because, you know, the Nets right now, I mean, I'm not trying to overreact over one loss, but Shamit's been fucking terrible for us so far, and he just kept on shooting threes last night. I'm like... The fuck's this guy doing? Why does he keep shooting threes? You're not hitting them, my guy. You're not Curry. You're not Curry, dude. Stop shooting fucking threes. Jesus. And Prince had a bad game last night. Oh my God. Prince is just like a nightmare sometimes. He is such a hit or miss, I swear to God. When Prince is off, he is off. Good defender, but offensively, he is a dumpster fire. Jesus. I don't know why we signed him to an extension. I really don't know why. Why? Should have kept Wilson Chandler. Really should have kept that. I've been fine with Chandler and Green. because Jeff Green I like. Oh, my God. But you know what? A bright spot for the Nets, though, last night was TLC. He had some pretty clutch shots, TLC. I like TLC. At first, I didn't like him when the Nets got him last year. But he started to, you know, grow on me because he was playing good. Especially in the bubble, he played pretty good. So far, when he's gotten out there, he's going to get more minutes tonight. And probably for the rest of the season, he will. He's played good. I like TLC. I feel like he's going to be a huge part of this team. He's very underrated for us right now. You know, will the Nets go out there and sign a guard? Well, you still have Tyler Johnson and you still have Bruce Brown. So is there a need to really sign a guard right now? So now we'll see Bruce Brown get some more minutes. He's a really good defender. They got him for a reason. Now he's going to play. Tyler Johnson played good in the bubble last season. You have him for a reason, too. So, you make your decision. Do you rotate those guys? Do you say, okay, one game you use him and one game you use him? Like, how do you do it? We'll see how they do it, though. It is a shame, though, losing Spence, even though I mentioned I'm not the biggest fan of him. I, I am praying for him right now, and I hope that he gets better soon. I hope that we see him next year. I really hope that we do. I re- or next season. I really hope we do. Because he has been a big part of this team. He really has. There's been moments where I've just gotten pissed at him. You know, everybody gets pissed at, you know, their you know gets pissed at the players on the team. That's just how it is. I just hope that Spence gets better though. I really hope that he does. And we'll see what the Nets do. You know, I really want to see Bruce Brown play, because I've watched some highlights of him right there. He's, you know, a great lockdown defender. Offensively he's okay. We'll see who gets more minutes now. The lineup tonight's probably gonna to look like my um, guess. Here's how I would make the lineup. I would have it be Johnson cuz we know Katie and Kyrie are having a load management tonight so they won't play. So I feel like the lineup should be Johnson, LaVert, Harris, Harris. Uh who do you put a power forward? I go with Green and Allen. That's what I would do. I was thinking of putting TLC in there but I'm like, "Nah, well, let's put Jeff Green in there. We'll see how he does." You know, I'm not panicking about the Nets, you know. Of course, that's how I always get it. It's like one loss will make you panic, I swear to God. It does that to you, but then you start to realize it's one game. They're going to be fine. But now losing Dinwiddie, it's like, I hope that we're going to be fine now. Like, fuck. Because that was tough. It really was. It really, really was. And I hope that he gets better. I just really hope that he's going to be... I really hope that he'll get better. I'm going to miss him. I really am. I really am. All right, so now we get to baseball right here. Our last topic right here. The San Diego Padres acquired former AL Cy Young winner, Blake Snell. So here's the whole trade right The San Diego Padres finalize a trade to acquire former AL Cy Young Award winner Blake Snell from the Tampa Bay Rays for top pitching prospect Luis Patino, catchers Francisco Mejia and Blake Hunt, and right-handed pitching prospect Cole Wilcox. Wow. I did not expect this last night. I saw this last night around like 1130, pretty close to midnight I saw this. I was in disbelief. I could not believe that the Bay Rays actually did this trade. I couldn't believe it. I seriously couldn't believe it. This was a fucking terrible trade for the Rays. I mean, you could say they got all these prospects right here. But now you just lost Blake Snell, who stepped up in 2020. Because 2019, he had an injured season. He stepped up in 2020. He did good in the postseason. Now you lost him. He was cruising in game 6 and then Kevin Cash took him out in the 6 and I'm not not saying if they would have left him in he still would have pitched good but the way that he was pitching he should have stayed in they should not have taken him out right there when they did that they cost themselves that game Or Kevin Cash cost his team that game right there the Rays should have won they should have won game 6 would they have won game 7 I can't say they would have because it didn't happen But to the Padres, though, this is a good move for the Padres. You know, it really sucks that Clevenger's not going to be pitching in 2021 because he had Tommy John, so he's out the whole 2021 season because him and Snell would have been a great combination. The Padres are going to be good, obviously. Their offense, we know, is elite. Now you add Snell. That's a great move for them. And like I said, Snell had a bounce back. He had a bounce back 2020 because 2019 was a rough year for him because he got hurt. He had a lot of injury problems in 2019. So you look at the Padres rotation now in 2021. It's Snell, Lammett, Davies, Paddock, Gore, slash, Luchisi, slash, slash Weathers. And then you go to 2022. It's Snell, Lammett, Clevenger, Paddock, and you still have Gore, Lucchesi Morgan, and Weathers. You know, right there. So San Diego's got a lot of depth right here. They really do. They really do. They got a lot of good pitching depth right here. They do. So this is a great move for them. And Snell is going to be a gem for the Padres. It's a great move for them. Like, I really want to see the Padres succeed. Just what a trade, though. It was some trade. You look at the pieces, though, that the Rays got back, though. I mean, they did get a lot of good pieces back. I will admit that. But that really hurts them winning the AL East this year. They were just in the World Series to trade away their ace. I mean, they lost Charlie Morton too, who went to the fucking uh, the Braves. So now you got this kid Luis Patino, who's 21 years old, who's going to be a freaking stud. We know that he's going to be good. We know that for a fact. He is going to kill it. I mean, Jesus. I mean, who wins this trade? For right now, it's it's the Padres. It's going to help them right now. In the long run, it could help out the Rays. We know Mejia, who's 25 years old, he's bounced around. You know, from the Indians to the Padres, now to the Rays. He is a bust. But maybe he'll turn around with the Rays. And you also got Blake Hunt. You also got Blake Hunt as well, who's also another catcher. He's 22. He's younger than Mejia. We'll see that. We'll see how he does. And they also got this kid Wilcox. It, it's something. It's some trade right here, you know. Mejia's a bust, though. We know that. Like Mejia's, he's not good. Maybe he'll turn around with the Rays, though. I don't know. They got some good catching depth now. The Rays and Wilcox is 21, so he's also that's another young pitching prospect. So we'll see. He hasn't pitched yet. He has never made his debut yet. So we'll see how he does. But right now, I got to say this trade is won by the Padres. For right now, it is. In the long run, it could be the Rays that win this trade. Because they got two great pitching prospects. They got a bust catcher in Mejia. We'll see how Blake Hunt turns out. He's never played up in the majors yet. He's 22. So we'll, we'll see what he's made of. But right now... I mean, you could say the Padres lost the trade in a way because of giving away a lot of the prospects. Well, Mejia, Mejia sucks, so don't worry about him. But trading with Patino and Hunt and Wilcox, it could hurt them in the long run. But right now, they definitely want it. Because, like I said, he bounced back in 2020 after a bad 2019. He is going to have a stellar 2021 season. I'm not saying he's going to win the Cy Young, but he might. You just never know. Great trade, though, for the Padres. I really didn't expect it. They're adding up right there, you know. It really sucks that Clevenger's not pitching in 2021 because if he was pitching in 2021, I would say the Padres would win that division. I still see the Dodgers winning the NOS, but the Padres could surprise you with the pitching depth that they have right now, and who knows, maybe they'll make a move at the deadline, and then you have, like, three studs and Clevenger, Snell, and whoever else if they make a trade. We'll see. We shall see. Maybe they sign Maybe they sign Tanaka. And I would hate to see that because I want Tanaka back in the Bronx. But he's available for the Padres. Wouldn't that be a good move for them? That'd be a good move for them right there. We do know San Diego is a home run hitting ballpark and Tanaka... Well he's playing Yankee Stadium's whole career. That's also a home run hitting ballpark, so that doesn't really change anything. But that would be some move right there. Imagine they get him. Imagine they get Tanaka. Not saying it's gonna happen. You can also sign a Corey Kluber type if you're the Padres or even James Paxton, he's available. Or if you really want to go to a veteran like Jay Happ, you know, he's available. He'll be cheap. He's not gonna get a big contract, obviously. He's not gonna get big money. Paxton's not going to get big money. Tanaka might get big money. But Kluber's definitely not. Gio Gonzalez, you could try him as well. But they have a lot of pitching depth as well. But you want, you want a five-man rotation right there. You don't want to, have to look at, like, using this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy. Because, again, you look at their rotation what it is right now. It's Snell, Lamont, Davies, Paddock. That's your four guys. You, you know, you have your depth in Gore, Luchesi, Morgan, and Weathers. If you get a guy like Gonzalez or Kluber or Tanaka or Paxton or Hap, that's your fifth guy. That's your fifth guy right there. I'm not saying it would be in that order, but you could do that instead of worrying about using this one and this one and this one and this one. So if I'm the Padres, I look at Tanaka, I look at Hap, I look at Paxton, I look at Kluber, I look at Gonzalez... But we'll see. Maybe Trevor Bauer goes there. I kinda I kinda doubt it. I kinda doubt it. I kinda doubt it though. But we'll see. We'll see though. Great trade. Great trade. great trade though a lot of good sports news talking about right here except well not you know not a lot of good sports news but a lot a lot of sports news to talk about i gotta change my words right there a lot of you know a lot of news to talk about right here i felt good to talk about I mean, it felt good to talk about a lot of sports news like all the four major sports that's what we felt good to talk about but all right guys i hope you guys enjoy this enjoy this episode right here i will talk to you guys tomorrow morning with my NFL 2020 season, week 17 predictions, you know, and recapping right here, you know, with with, uh, with hockey, you know, with Stefan going to the Senators, I think it's a solid move. And Broussard signing with the Coyotes for one year, that's a good move for them right there. You know, in football with, uh, with Haskins getting released by Washington, like I said, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Hopefully, hopefully he bounces back. He's 23, very young, only three years older than me. I've made mistakes too that I'm not proud of. You know, I'm not perfect. None, of, nobody's perfect at all. We all make mistakes. Hopefully, Haskins can rectify his mistakes and go out there in 2021 and be a starting QB again. Hopefully, he gets a starting QB job. He's most likely going to have to really earn it. He might have to start off as he might he might have to start off again as a backup. And then work his way to be a starter. But we'll see. I'm rooting for the kid. I really am. I'm not trying to rag on him at all. I'm just stating the facts right here. You just can't make stupid mistakes like that. You know, off the field. You know, I know on the field he hasn't been good. But off the field he's been worse. You know, with basketball, losing Dinwiddie now for the rest of the season. I hope that he gets better. And I really hope that we see him next season. I hope he's still with the Nets next season. I really hope so. He's built a great relationship out here in Brooklyn. You know, he kind of bounced around from team to team before really finding a home here with the Nets. I hope that he stays. I really hope that he does. Because there's always been trade rumors about trading Dinwiddie. I wouldn't trade Dinwiddie. Well, if I had to choose between him and Levert, obviously I would choose Levert if I had to make a choice. Levert is the better player, but I still want to keep Dinwiddie. I would try to figure out a way to keep him. You know, I can say I'm not a huge fan of him, but I still respect him. There's always that one player on your team that you kind of have like a love-hate relationship with. That's kind of like how I feel about Dinwiddie, but I still love the guy. I don't hate him. I'm not gonna say I have a love-hate relationship. I have a love, you know, like slash, you know, whatever kind of relationship. I'm not gonna say hate because I don't hate him. I hate the I hate the love-hate relationship. It's like either love. Or you just you just like them for a little while, but I do love Spence though. I do got mad respect for him. He's a great guy, and I hope that he bounce. You know, and I really hope. That he comes back in 2021. And hopefully he wins comeback player of the year. Because watch out right there. Didn't win. He could win comeback player of the year next season. He really could. He seriously could. He's got these. He's got the talent for it. He really does. And with baseball. Blake Snell going to the Padres. And the Padres basically unloading their farm and sending it to Tampa. I mean, Tampa does stack up more now in their farm system. But... Right now, it's going to hurt them because you just went from the World Series to probably not even making the playoffs now because who's going to be pitching? I mean, I know you got this—you got Patino and you got Wilcox. Are so you really going to throw them in the fire in, in 2021? They probably are. Patino pitched in uh, 2020 a little bit for the Padres. Wilcox didn't. Wilcox hasn't pitched yet. He hasn't pitched up in the majors. You also got this kid, Blake Hunt, who was a catcher. They got a lot of catching depth. We know Mejia sucks, but maybe he'll turn it around. We'll see, though. I mean, in the long run, it most likely is going to work for the Rays. But for right now, it's in the Padres' favor because they might go out there and get another starting pitcher, and they should look at Kluber, Tanaka, Hap, or Paxton, or Gonzalez because you don't want to have, like, a four-man rotation and then you have your depth. It's great, it's great to have depth. It's great to have depth. But you want a, you want a legit fifth man. You legit want a fifth man in your rotation. That's what they want. And that's what they need. But we'll see. But alright guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And I will talk to you tomorrow with some football. Last week of the season, a lot to talk about right there. It's gonna be it's gonna be a really fun episode. You know, mostly we're gonna talk about like, you know, what teams need to improve going into 2021. You know, teams that are in the playoffs, like how are they going to do? And also clinching scenarios as well, like who's going to make the playoffs and who's not. So we'll see. It's going to be a really fun episode tomorrow. It really is. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow morning. My Monday Night Raw review will come out on Wednesday because I'm going to watch it tomorrow. But then I'm going out right after. So that will come out Wednesday morning. All right. So officially now, guys, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope you guys are ready for the new year. It's coming up. And I hope you guys had a great christmas and everything happy holidays to you guys and an early happy new year to you guys you know we're getting close and thank you guys for 2.3 2.3k plays right here appreciate every single one of you that have listened to my podcast i really do you guys keep me going you guys motivate me to keep doing this every single day and thank you guys all right so now officially talk to you guys tomorrow